That's it. We're live, you guys. Please let me have made this super strong. Perfect. It's perfect. Sorry, guys. Okay. to find out when the new moon is. So we're going to talk two things, you guys. Those. Two things. We are going to talk about Mother's Day, the creation of Mother's Day. And we're going to get into finally, and what is hell? Okay. I, I was talking to some things last week, okay, which were leading up to this discussion. So I was very much on track with what I was talking about last week. Um, first of all, let's get into this. When is the new moon? I don't know why I want to know. I just want to know. May 11th. That's tomorrow. So tomorrow is the new moon phase. Okay? Because there's like no moon. I'm used to seeing the moon. I don't know why lately I feel like I haven't seen it. So I'm just excited to see the moon now. Maybe it's because I'm going to bed super early. I don't know. So let's talk Mother's Day, you guys. History of Mother's Day. History of Mother's Day. Let's look it up. You know, because I think of Mother's Day and, you know, I... I become very grateful, not that I'm not always grateful, but it just, it humbles me to be grateful for the ch my children and that they are in my life and I get to experience this great and wonderful purpose of being a mother. Um, I don't feel, uh, it's, it's nice to enjoy it with my children. Let's see. Here's the real history. When somebody goes, here's the real history, it makes me wonder, well, what, everybody else is wrong and you just added that extra detail? You're trying to be that extra, 
when people start putting that in their titles, here's the real history. You're just trying to grab somebody's attention to get them to read your article first. And if you have to do that, then you're you're being fake. You're having to convince me that your article is better than the other ones. And I hate, it. I despise people who try to convince. If I don't want it, I don't want it. Stop trying to convince me because you won't convince me. Convincing is a way of manipulation. It's a blurred line. Why do I want to talk about it? I I don't know, because I'm going to bring it up because a lot of people don't understand this. When you're over here trying to convince somebody to do something and they're really just like, no, you know, and you have to do things to make it look better and more exciting. You're manipulating what they don't, they really don't want to do it. And now you're trying to manipulate the mind to convince them that you want to read this article. Why? Because I said, here's the real history. That's convincing. It's manipulation. And deep down, our souls resent people who do it. It's actually a deep-seated toxic trait. I know because I had the very same... I was like this. I was in... When did I realize I had this toxic trait? I worked a job where, you know... I realized I just wanted to be straight with people about the food. I worked in the food industry. I was a line server. Um, I loved my job. But I wasn't going to push things just to sell things. I wanted to be straight with people. And that's what I became. I became very honest. I wasn't going to sell you more than what you wanted. If you wanted it, you would ask. You know, if there was sales, of course, I would bring it up. Like, you know, you could get this. But once they said no, I wasn't going to push the issue. I didn't need to convince somebody to do something that they weren't interested in. It's a form of manipulation. And once I realized at my job, kind of I saw that form of manipulation, I started to open my life and see that I was subtly manipulative in other areas. I just didn't see it. I thought I was a really good person. And a lot of people will look back at the old Christine who know me and they will think, but Christine, you actually, you know, a lot of people know me. They didn't think I was a bad person. The problem they had was like, I couldn't stop drinking. I was an alcoholic. I was severely addicted. I lost my children because of it. I couldn't put the bottle down. So that's what a lot of people know of me. But I know me. And as I began to unearth these toxic traits, I realized subtly I had those small manipulative traits within me that were learned behavior from my childhood yes but as an adult I was still using them very subtly very subtly and um I myself chose to change them because I didn't like that I was like that but when other people around me are like that I despise it I don't want to be around you it bothers me It bothers me when people are manipulative. They manipulate the conversation. They twist the words to get their way, to try to justify their behavior and justify their toxic traits, and they don't even see it.
at least I said it out loud. I should have said that too. We won't go there. On a completely different tangent, you guys. So Mother's Day. Okay, let's look back. Mother's Day is a holiday honoring motherhood that is observed in different forms throughout the world. In the United States, Mother's Day 2021 will occur on Sunday, May 20, May 9th, which was yesterday. The American incarnation of Mother's Day was created by Anne Jarvis in 1908 and became an official U.S. holiday in 1914. Jarvis would later denounce the holiday's commercialization and spent the latter part of her life trying to remove it from the calendar. While dates and celebrations vary, Mother's Day tradition involves presenting moms with flowers, cards, and others' gifts. So why would she try to denounce? I gotta know now, you guys. Why was she trying to denounce this holiday? There it is. There it is. Let's see. Oh, she wanted Mother's Day. Listen, you guys, here's what it says. Touche to this woman. She wanted Mother's Day to be a day of sentiment, not profit. Beginning around 1920, she urged people to stop buying flowers and other gifts for their mother. She turned against her former commercial supporters. I say this about every holiday. We have taken something that we should be giving thanks to God to. And we've made it a a self-serving, me, 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 give me, give me holiday. I don't buy things on holidays for the wrong reasons. And it does irk me. Mother's Day is another one where they've taken it to see how many flowers you can buy, how much can I give that shows my love. And little things are all right that mean something, but money means nothing. If that's all it is, is money. I don't know. It's crazy. No... I won't specifically say where, but I knew a woman who got into a fight with her husband. She couldn't afford a hotel room, okay? She was broke, but he afforded to buy her flowers that were over $100. I guarantee because it came with the vase, it was a beautiful bouquet, he was apologizing. He turned around a week later, she still was broke, still had no place to go, and bought her more expensive flowers. These flowers went into the trash. We're talking over $200 worth of flowers that were dead in less than two weeks. Gone. $200 down the drain. For what? What purpose did they serve? What purpose is it serving to grow things and cut them down? Maybe that's what bothers me, the cutting down of flowers. Now I'm on a whole different thing different space so now we understand why she wanted it denounced I do believe that I don't believe in having to buy things for people I shouldn't have to and I don't like when people buy things for me it bothers me 
Why are you buying things for me? Because the only people that ever bought me anything, well, I take that back. That's not true. I did have somebody buy me flowers just for the sake of buying me flowers, and that was a surprise. And I, I have to fess up to that. Because he might watch this. And that, you know, came with no attachments. <clears throat> so you guys, that's when it started. Celebration of mothers and motherhood can be tracked back to the ancient Greeks and Romans who held festivals in honor of mother goddess Rhea and Cybele. But the clearest modern precedent for Mother's Day is the early Christian festival known as Mothering Sunday. I've never seen this in the Bible. I have never seen the holiday Mothering Sunday in the Bible, you guys. I've read it. I've read the celebrations. There is no such celebration. Who created this? What man decided they were going to be above God? This is why I love reading on these holidays. You find out the truth. This is why man thinks they're above God. They do things like this. We slap God's name on it. We call it Christian. And then we make a prophet. I'm going to speak the truth. Mothering Sunday. That was created by mankind. That's not a God ordained holiday. It's not in the word. I know. All the celebrations are in here. I went through them all last year. Not a single one was Mothering Sunday. Once a major tradition in the United Kingdom and parts of Europe, the celebration fell on the fourth Sunday in Lent and was originally seen as a time where, where the faithful would return to their mother church the main church in the vicinity of their home for special service. Over time, the Mothering Sunday tradition shifted into a more secular holiday and children would present their mothers with flowers and other tokens of appreciation. This custom eventually faded into popularity before merging with America Mother's Day in the 1930s and 1940s. So you guys, here's how man takes over and... This is how it happens. This is how mankind tries to be above God. We should be giving thanks to God for our children. Okay? I may be stepping on people's toes here. They may disagree with me and I don't care. I don't believe in it. I don't believe in it. Ask my children. I don't celebrate it that way. I'm grateful for the children that God gave me. And I give thanks to God. Thank you, God, for the children that I have inherited from you as a gift to value and cherish. Yet mankind went and took something like we did with Easter, like we did with Christmas. We took it, especially America. We're so selfish. 
entitled. That's what American country is. Selfish and entitled. If that upsets you, it's probably because it's true. We're selfish and entitled. We took a holiday. We created it all on our own. Slapped God's name on it. Called it Christian. And then we in America took it to make money. We did it with St. Patty's Day. St. Patty's Day is a is a Christian who went and converted many non-believers into believers. He brought people to God. And Americans took St. Patty's Day and made it a drinking holiday. Easter? How many children actually know that Easter is the day that Jesus Christ gave his life for us on the cross? Most of them believe it's when they get the big basket full of candy and toys. That's not the church's fault that your children don't know that. That's the parents' fault. Look at Christmas. How many people are so lost? How much can I buy my child this year? Valentine's Day? There has to be a day you tell somebody you love them. What are you doing the rest of the days, the 364 days of the year? Is it just convenient for you? So you guys, maybe I shouldn't have talked about Mother's Day because I don't support it. I don't support it. I do not. I do not. If God doesn't ask me to do things, I don't do them. It's really sad that mankind is like this. And yet we expect to... This is where it's going to unfold. We're going to talk about hell. What is hell, you guys? Okay. First of all, it's Matthew 1342. Maybe in the right chapter. What is hell, you guys? 1342. There we go. Okay. This isn't even sitting right. Better. Okay. Hell, you guys. Hell is where we are living. Okay? You can be in heaven or you can be in hell. It's right here on earth. Hell is not a place we go when we die. Okay? God purchased our souls with the sacrifice of Jesus Christ on the cross. He created our souls. He didn't even have to purchase it. He created our souls, you guys. God created our souls. I, I said that wrong. Sorry. God created us. He created our souls, our heart. We are in his heart posture. We are created in his heart posture. Okay. If there's a hell, it's because God created it and God didn't create hell. I know because I've had this conversation with God. I don't lean on to mankind for my answers. I go directly to God, you guys. So if you don't believe me, then you need to go to him yourself. Don't just read the book because you're not going to get the answers by just simply reading the words. God has to make them come alive within you. He has to show you. It unfolds within your soul when you read it with God. It's the only way you can understand what, and decipher what these parables really mean. 
There's no actual place we go to after we die called hell, okay? So let's start at the beginning. Adam and Eve. This is this is how the first this is what hell is. Adam and Eve, the fall of them, right? Eve invited the snake, right? Now listen. Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field, which the Lord God created. God created the serpent, you guys. God created the serpent in which eluded that it would be okay for Adam and Eve to eat the fruit, okay? Let me depict this picture because I think a lot of people, I say this to people and they go, no, that's not what it says in the Bible. And I go, have you read the Bible? They don't know what to say because the words I say, they're like, that's not what I've learned. Read the words in the Bible. How do I want to draw this? Oh, how do I want to draw this? We're going to keep the tree pink. Okay. Okay. God created snake. Here's the snake, you guys. I don't draw a very good snake, but you know what? Here's the snake. Here's the snake. Best I could. Was that good? Actually, that's pretty good, Christine. You did pretty good. Can draw a little bit. Here's the snake. Here's the snake, you guys. God created the snake. Just like he created Adam and Eve, just like he created all the beasts in the field, God created the snake. Okay. We'll draw short hair for Adam. Long hair for Eve. So the snake's telling her. Serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die. For God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good of fruit, let's do this, you guys. The apple will be right here. Okay, there's the fruit. Right there in front of her. Let's make it easy. 
So when the woman saw the tree was good for food and it was pleasant to the eyes and the tree desirable to make one wise, she took of the fruit and ate. Yum, 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 yum. She also gave to her husband with her. She gave to her husband with her. Adam was with her. He wasn't off in the forest doing his purpose, being a good man. He was watching the snake tell her. He was watching her invite the snake in and he didn't do a thing. This is a lot of men in the world. You guys sit and watch bad things happen and you don't protect and provide the women that you are with. You do not. You lack this skill. And you think it's okay. Well, she's got it. She needs to be on her own. She needs to understand. Well, then what are you with me for? If you're not going to do your job. So the man watched her conversate with the snake, in which God created the snake. Watched her eat the fruit. That was the sin, you guys. The sin was believing and inviting the snake in to come in between the relationship. They all had their own part. Snake didn't do anything wrong, by the way. All the snake did was say some words. There's, it's freedom of speech, free will. God created everything with free will, right? Freedom of speech. What did the snake do wrong? Absolutely nothing. The snake didn't shove the apple in her mouth. The snake did not force them to stay there. All the snake did was say some words that were completely opposite of what God told them, and they believed it. And since they believed, that was the fall into hell, you guys. And here it states, okay, this is what happened. They then went against the grain. What happened was they went against the grain of which God created them to be obedient, loving, okay? Now listen, you guys, at this point in time, there isn't love. This is what God has spent the Bible doing is teaching mankind love. There was no love, okay? You don't see that in the beginning. Adam didn't love Eve. Not yet. Love is something learned. You learn to love another person. You learn to open your heart to them. There wasn't enough time for Adam and Eve to learn to open their hearts to one another. It takes time. I know. Then God casted them out into hell. They chose. They made choices to live the way they did. They were going to be cursed. These are the curses we live with today, you guys, basically. We created the world. So they were cast down to create their own world. And they continued to live in sin. Why? Why is it that they were never able to connect again to God? Because there was no love there. Okay? That's why Jesus, we needed Jesus to show us how to love. He was the first one to actually love God and show us how to love him. So there was no love. That's why 
Cain killed his brother. Where would Cain learn to murder someone? Nobody ever asked that question. Where did Cain learn to think it was okay to take his brother's life? Jealousy. Where did Cain learn jealousy? That's a learned behavior, you guys. Cain just didn't, wasn't born and was like, I'm just going to murder my brother. He was jealous of his brother growing up. Where did that jealousy get learned? That's learned behavior in the family. So there was conflict amongst the parents. Adam and Eve didn't have love between each other. So they lived in hell. And it shows in their children. That was their life. My mind is blown. God, what did that do to you thinking that you created these people that didn't even love each other? That's why we have free will, you guys. Because who wants to be stuck in that misery for their whole life? No one. I've experienced that. Being with someone who does... I've experienced being with someone that I don't love. Being with somebody where our souls didn't fit. And being with someone who didn't love me back. I've experienced all of it. Heartbreaking, yes. But you know what? It is what it is. But thank God. Thank you, God, for giving me the strength to come out of these things and still stay close to God. The thing was, they could have came out of this hell that they were living in. The hell is created by our choices, you guys. When we go against the grain of what God created us to be, this is what it feels like in our soul. I'm going to describe what we feel nowadays. Where is it at? This is in Matthew chapter 13, 42. And we'll start at actually 41. This is Jesus talking. The son of man will send out his angels and they will gather out of his kingdom all of the things that offend and those who practice lawlessness and will cast them into the furnace of fire and there will be wailing of wailing and gnashing of teeth and the righteous will shine forth as a son of the kingdom of their father he who has ears to hear let him hear listen you guys he's telling them what they're living in okay because they're not understanding it they've never known Back then, the only person who truly experienced having love with God was Jesus. So Jesus was trying to explain it the best he can to people. This is what it feels like. Forever, you're going to live like this. Okay? First of all, we all have a soul. A soul never dies. Okay? We're all created with a soul, with a heart that will never die. So... If we don't come to God in this lifetime and heal from these things, we keep coming back and reliving a different life, a different life, a different life until we learn what we need to learn to heal. Well, why don't we remember all of our lives, Christine? Well, because maybe you're not going to God because he's shown me and I've met people who he has shown them. I'm not the only one. And I know they're telling me the truth. 
they walk a little bit differently. They're very wise. Okay? If you really want to know what your past lives are, then you need to seek God. You're not just going to go find it in your own little man-made remedy of whatever you think is going to bring it forth. God will bring forth what he wants you to see until you ask him for it. He's only going to show you so much. He uses that as breadcrumbs to bring you closer to him. That's how he did it with me. He showed me just enough to keep me going in the right direction of the truth so that I wouldn't be misguided and go my own way. And oftentimes we won't remember those past lives until we start healing. This was a thing. I didn't. I know I didn't in my past lives know that I had past lives. I didn't even believe in God. But it wasn't until God started healing me that I started seeing them, that he started showing me so that I could heal my soul. But he gave me hard lives. If you're going through hard times in your life, it's because God's trying to teach you a lesson. It feels like hell because, well, essentially you're living in it. Here on earth, you guys, this is it. We created it. Just like Mother's Day, we created this world, you guys. Mankind, this is what we created. God gave us the world and this is it. We created hell. God gives us Eden. Mankind gives us hell. We are mankind. We created it. Guess what? I'm part of it too. I'm part of it when I allow those things in front of me and I validate toxic behavior in front of me. That makes me accountable for the hell that's here on earth. How do I change? By serving God and doing what I do. I no longer live in that grind. What I call what I call it is the grind. Okay. You will live in eternal hell. This is the gnashing of teeth. You will live like you feel your soul is on fire. You don't really notice it until it's like, you know, the late night hours and you're alone with your own thoughts. Oftentimes people will stay busy because they can't stand to be alone with their thoughts because the real things will start to surface and they don't want to see the hell that they're living in. So they self-medicate with all kinds of things. Food, drugs, alcohol, people, places, money, exercise. Some people self-medicate with over-exercising. I've seen it. Keeps their mind busy. When your mind stays busy because you don't want to think about what's residing under the surface, you're coping. You're coping. When I look at my life before God, I was in hell. I thought, this is my life. I was so empty, you guys. And it feels like it because we're living the life that we created. We're going our own way, just like Adam and Eve. They went their own way, and that's what it feels like. It's empty. Hell was created by us, the fall of mankind. It wasn't created by the devil. There is no devil. 
There never was. It wasn't this big fall of the Antichrist angel. There was none of that, you guys. There's no fall of some major angel who was God's favorite out of heaven. That's not true. It's a lie. It's a lie to justify that there's some bigger entity that controls our behavior. Mankind created Satan to justify that there's something bigger than them out there controlling their toxic behavior because they themselves don't want to take accountability that they're just doing bad things because they can. Nobody wants to admit that. I'm a princess. <laughs> I don't know, maybe. I'm somebody's princess, I suppose. There's no, there's no hell. We create it. It's here on earth. So now you're here on earth. Here I am. I'm here in this world. Well, guess what, you guys? Last week, I was going through some internal hell. I believe that's why I was like working my way up to this. What does it feel like? It feels like extreme pressure from something I don't understand. Like when you're not coping with anything, and I wasn't. I haven't been doing what I normally do, staying busy. I've been very alone with my thoughts. God has put me in a position to really get me alone to think about things and not stay busy and cope. And I began to realize that I didn't, I was feeling the inside of me was like this. Like I was suffocating a truth that I didn't know how to say. I was too scared to say it. I didn't want to say it. Why? I didn't know what was going to happen on the other side. Speaking the truth, sometimes you lose the very thing you're trying so hard to hang on to that you need to lose. Oftentimes when we are scared to say the things that are welling up deep down inside of us is because we're scared of what may happen. We're trying so hard to keep things together we know the truth will set many things free but because I was doing that I was going against what God was asking me to do that's hell you guys when when you choose to go against it we all have a choice the devil is not making you do it there is no Satan that is tempting you that's mankind creations that tempt you. Satan didn't create drugs. Man did. Satan didn't create alcohol. Man did. In fact, Noah was first recorded person to get drunk. He created it out of the grapes that he grew. Noah made alcohol. Mankind chose to make alcohol. The devil didn't make him do it. It's in the scriptures, you guys. I've read it. Noah himself on his own accord created alcohol mankind created alcohol we chose drugs are the same thing the devil there's no devil that came down and said I'm going to make drugs and I'm going to give it out to people and they're going to get addicted and now I'm going to control them 
No, mankind did. Mankind created drugs. Why? Because there was a void within them that they were trying to fill by creating a, a toxic substance that initially on the surface, when you do a drug, it makes you feel really good. It fills that void for a moment that we don't want to feel that we're supposed to fill with God. That's why people get addicted to substances is because we need more and more to fill that void. And I say we because I've done it. I was an alcoholic and I've also done drugs. I understand the concept of how they work. I know why I did them. I did them to fill the void. Drinking numbed me from having to think about my life and drugs made me feel better. That's the truth. A lot of people smoke weed because it numbs you, it numbs the senses, and you don't have to think about that void. That void that should be filled with God. And sometimes I'm going to say this to you guys. If you're with the wrong person, they will make you feel void too. What God has for you fills your soul the right way. When it's from God, it will fill you. So oftentimes we choose to be with people. This is a chosen hell yet again. I've chosen to be with people who were not for me. And that's not anybody's fault. It's just life. That happens, you guys. We're not meant to be with whoever we think we should want to be. Okay? If it's not God-ordained, we can't force it. So by being with the wrong person, being with them left me with this void. Why? Because there was no connection. We weren't connecting because we weren't meant to connect. Only God can create that connection between two people. That love connection. And it doesn't have to be sexual, you guys. I'm just talking a connection in general. I have several friends and I'm deeply connected with them. Some are like new friends and we hit it off like this. It's just instantaneous. I know that they're meant to be in my life because I can feel it. But there are some people where there isn't that connection. And if it's not there, you can't force it. But when you try to force it, it'll be void. It'll leave a void in you. It'll be empty. So you will feel... It'll feel like gnashing teeth and being in the furnace. Just like Jesus said, I get that saying. Every time he says that, I go, that's what I feel like. I feel like I'm gnashing my teeth and I'm living in hell. Ooh, and just grinding my teeth. I feel like this. Literally, when I go through moments like this, and I'm either with somebody or in a situation that goes against the grain of what God wants me to do, I feel like, I feel like I'm grinding my teeth. And I feel... Just like I'm in hell. And it takes all I can to cope without a substance. And then I sit and wonder, what am I doing? Why, why, why am I trying to for so long? And a lot of us can get away with this in relationships because we have friends and we have people places we have people and places and things outside of that will that will keep us satisfied 
I, I've been that way where I had other things that kept me happy so I didn't have to think about the emptiness within the relationship. But that's why so, so many relationships fail or are, or we hold ourselves back. I've held myself back for so many years, you guys, from my happiness by doing that and I'm not doing it anymore. I have. I have given my life to all the wrong people who didn't care. They didn't care. That's probably some of the most hurtful words I've ever heard. I've heard a lot of hurtful stuff, you guys. I've, been, I've heard it all. Listen, my stepdad, he was, you know, in my relationships, heard some stuff. I've done some stuff. I've not been the kindest person, but I think the most hurtful words a person could actually say, I don't care. Especially after you tell them the deepest parts of you and they go, I don't care. When somebody tells you that, believe them. let it go and hope the best and I mean that I'm going through stuff you guys but the thing about it is is I have God I know through all of this stuff that I'm going through I have God and nobody can take that away from me and nobody loves me more than him I don't think anybody ever can there is not another man like God. And uh, I can say that. Um, he's given me everything a man is incapable of giving me. And that's how I look at it. Some men are incapable. They just don't have it within them. They don't have the inner strength to do what it takes to be a good man they just don't and that's all right that's why God gives us free will we have the right everyone has the right to live the way they want so you guys I don't know what I'm going to talk about tomorrow we might recap in this we'll see hopefully tomorrow I'm not so dark I am a little dark today you guys I will admit I am a little dark I won't deny it you know there's just some things that God is working me through. It's uh, realizations. Um, that are. You know. Painful. I guess. So it's got me a little on the dark side. But at least I'm honest you guys. At least you know I will never lie to you and make things sound more beautiful than they actually are. So you guys, I love you. I love all of you. Um, thank you, Vinay, for when you stop by. Everybody on YouTube, thank you for stopping by. Podcasters, thank you, um, Patreon. And you guys, I just, I'm grateful to have 
this to share and be vulnerable with. My life has been a crazy roller coaster since I've started this ministry. Um, and I'm very grateful that I can share the depths of some of this so that you can take a piece of it and and find your own healing or find your own direction or maybe understand yourself a little bit better. We all go through things. I'm not the only one. And some, you know, there's people out there who have had traumas greater than mine. Um, but we all need healing and we all deserve the love of God. And I do care about people. I care about everyone. I do care about their happiness. We all should care. And for those who don't care, that's really sad that you lack the heart in life to care about other people and what they need. It's really sad. So I do love you guys and God bless.